0: Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly, along with Chad and Josh. I'm Lyle, and boys, we got some stuff to talk about today.
1: We going sure. to school today.
0: We are. We yeah, I sent you a message, and you and Chad had a message. I don't know, it was a few weeks ago about I'd I never have understood why people put generators in boats to charge their batteries when all they need is an extra set of batteries. Would be lighter weight, cheaper and you ain't got the noise and vibration scaring off all the fish. It's just just never made sense to me. And you said, well, that's easy to do. I said, we need to do a show about that. And here we are a few weeks later, and I still think it's a great idea, especially the reason why I thought about this, as I told you guys, my boat has dual consoles. In one side, I have two batteries for a 24-volt trolling motor, Underneath the other console is a spot just like it, pre-wired from the factory for another set where I could do the same thing. Although, if I was to buy a new trolling motor, and I might have to as it looks, (laughs) um, uh, I would probably go with a 36-volt.
1: Oh, they're they're wonderful. 36.
0: Yeah, just because they ain't that much more and you get a lot more. But I have had this one I've got for years and years and years and years. It's been, uh, it's let me down a couple of times, but basically it's been pretty good old motor and and uh, now the motor I think is bad. All the brushes are out of it or something. We're gonna probably fix it because if I'm gonna spend that kind of money, like I say, I if a whole bunch of money, I just buy a new one. But we'll see where that goes. We'll, you and I will do some cussing, discussing, and testing <laughs> on it, Josh, and we'll see where we're at. But uh, I think this is gonna be a great show, and I think it's gonna help a lot of people understand more about electricity and how it operates and how to test things and uh I think I just think it's gonna help a lot of people. but before we get started with that, what do you say? We welcome some people in chat, Chadwick, and uh, I think we have some results tonight.
2: We do have some results, and I'll go through those. Right here, right now, we've got mm-hmm. straight from the Indiana Catfish Association. We'll go over like we normally do our top five. This does not say where it was at, Mr. Lyle, but coming in fifth was Jefferson Parish at twenty-nine point one two pounds. Fourth place was James Halcomb and Charles Breedlove at twenty-nine point seven nine. In third place, Terry Holding and Mary Jane Wood with thirty-two point seven five. In second place, Corey Peterson and Travis Yost at thirty-four point one one. And first place, bringing home the money, Chris Debusk and David Lockridge with thirty-six point nine six and a big fish of ten point
0: seven seven. Very nice channel cat tournament, I guess, and that's okay because they're a lot of fun and and the. Um, uh, results are usually really close, well, like
1: a, few, a few ounces separating all the all the places, and that's uh, that's makes an exciting tournament.
0: So I agree that that works out really well. So congratulations to all the winners.
2: All right, I'll run round mm. through here real quick. First member, yeah, member James Dockery fishing. Member Uptown Chrissy Brown. Member Pontoon Jody Catfishing, fishing. Big Skip fishing. Jason Lamb. Hooks and Hammocks, member Brian B. Catfishing, John Patrick Jr., Troy from Real and Virtual Outdoors, Mark Barnum, member Fishing and Freedom, member Creole Catfishing. He wants to know if this show is going to teach us how to test a 9-volt battery with our (laughs) tongues. If you
1: don't know how to do that by now, you weren't raised right. That's the only way way you test a 9-volt battery. (laughs)
2: We got Mr. Dave Funk, 922 Crappie Barbecue. Uh, let me scroll down here just a little bit. We got River Catfishing. That sounds familiar.
0: It does. Welcome.
2: We got Mr. David Smith, Miss Christina Dunnigan, Brad Becks, Quiet Man Curtis, Member Bumpin' Mike Greenwell, Joe Newman. Got John Boys Catfishing, Buck Williams, Steve Ransom, The Bullock Experience. We'll go ahead and I'll bring his up and we can give it to his question after I get done going through this real quick. We got Wabash Nate. Member Sean T outdoors. I like his question though too. Did Chad burn something up hooking up batteries wrong? No, I did not. <laughs>
1: That's what we're trying. This is called uh, preemptive. Yeah, you know, yeah
2: exactly. Right. We got Southland Fishing. Mr. Parker Pursuits.
0: Jerry has a uh, a video you and I was talking about Chad that has just went wild and congratulations to him for that. Uh, It's a great video for starters, but it just goes to prove that if you get the thumbnail right, the content is correct, and you get a title in there like it needs to be, good things will happen for you.
2: And in Jerry's case, you just got to get two of the three pieces of puzzle. Because He told me this morning, he's like, I didn't even put a fancy thumbnail up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's working.
2: Congratulations, man. Those views are just going insane.
0: Absolutely.
2: We got small water charters. Size matter of catfishing. And getting somewhere here, guys.
0: <laughs> Whatever does he mean?
1: I don't know, but he sent me kind of a kind of a rude message before the show even started tonight. So
0: oh man. Did you get David Smith?
2: Yes, sir, and I am now down to the bottom.
0: Fishing and freedom. I know you got him, Indiana outdoors, Indiana with I Dave not,
2: Scott. I did not get Dave Scott.
0: You know, every time I see nine twenty-two crappie barbecue, I think of how good they would taste smoked in my smoker. Ooh, yes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And now that you <laughs> now that you're getting you know getting back out fishing for the first time in. 12 years, maybe you can get out there and get you some of them crappie to smoke.
0: I'm thinking catfish.
2: <laughs> hey, you can always smoke some catfish and crappie. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I like.
1: I've got, what? I said drum would be good smoked.
2: No.
0: Yes. I'm not. I'm not eating none. Stonefly, welcome, buddy. I'm not eating no damn drum. (laughs) These are nasty. You and Dockery, you can eat all them you want. And believe me, there's no doubt in my mind that you two both ain't eating them. (laughs) They're good. That's what he says, too, but I have not found that to be the case.
2: All right. Kelly, if you want to put your question back in
1: there, I'm not. No, going I, I was reading over that one. Kelly, um, elaborate on that for me, if you would, because uh, I've never heard of that one. What would be the point of doing that? Uh, you know, and I'll, I, what, what is what is it supposed to accomplish? I guess is what I'm asking. So, because my inici- my initial answer to that is going to be no. There's no reason to do that. So. All righty. <laughs> Mikey. Drum would be good to cut up and use to catch the fish to smoke.
0: I actually have had trouble catching fish on drum. I have, really, never, I
1: have I've never, never, I've never had, had, had a single bite. Yeah, they, they,
0: they don't even make good bait. I'll tell you, something that I have gives some consideration to. Um, I have a gallon jug of skipjack oil. That I got somewhere a few years ago. I have to shake it up every once in a while because it separates. I don't know if you've ever seen oil separate or not, but if I was to use drum, which I probably never will for anything, I believe I would inject that skipjack oil in the meat. So that at least have a fighting chance of getting them. bite.
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking I'd get in trouble if I had a gallon of Skipjack think of somebody I could get with it put it on their cabin air filter or something Dockery? Dockery or <laughs> somebody somebody <laughs> Chad <Yeah. laughs>
0: well I do have a gallon of it <laughs> the lid's been off over once um, just to see how bad it was and it wasn't as terrible as you might <laughs> think but uh, I often thought that it would, would might make a good injectable into something like drum that I have never had any success catching fish. Right.
2: Thank you, Mr. Dockery. The yes, the bait shop whooped up on the other half here of uh
0: It didn't look like it was gonna be that way for a while. <laughs> it really didn't. It, it looked like it was gonna Chad, you wanted all
1: the same day. You're, you're on cat you're on both shows no,
2: I had to pick a so. side I chose team bait shop and Freddie and I whooped up on YouTube
0: uh, you guys you guys done really good congratulations yes, you guys did a real good job so. it it, uh, it was a fun day for everybody I think and uh, surprisingly I think all of us was supposed to get rain all day long and Freddie got quite a bit and you got some josh but we lucked out and got loaded up before it hit us
1: <laughs> oh it come it come a flood for a while while i was up underneath that bridge i'm glad i was under the bridge
0: yeah we we had rain right at the start a little bit but and uh after that it just was cloudy the whole day and uh, it sprinkled a little bit and it didn't do any more than that And
1: that when one. it got
0: close at the end uh, I told Cindy, I said, let's get ready to get the boat loaded before the tournament's over, before we get soaked. We haven't drowned it all day, and there's no sense of waiting until now. Right. So,
1: real, that'd be rough.
0: Top of an engine manifold <laughs> similar effect. Yeah, I bet it does.
2: <laughs> so Josh, where do you want to start out with this here?
1: I will start out page? anywhere anybody wants to. Uh... Wants to run with this one. I have three batteries sitting here on the workbench. Oh. I've got the uh multimeter, so I'll be able to show you guys
0: Do what you the multi- have um uh, can you just do like a little seminar for us and then we as we yeah, get questions we might we might bring them up to you?
1: Yep, let me turn the camera around, I'll get everything in place and I've got a whiteboard so if we uh
0: here,
1: come across you- a circuit that I can't make.
2: Yeah, I'll put you on the bigger screen there, but You know, I was thinking, you know, definitely, I would love to show people the difference between and the reason why you would run parallel versus series, you know, stuff like that.
1: Let's see here. Let's get that. That one looks a little better.
2: That one's one's good.
1: There we go. So let's get that back in. Drop it down just a hair. And we'll start out, let's go over here these batteries. I've got one charging because I, I told Lyle and Chad before the show, I am glad that we did this show. And let me go ahead and this is the time of year where if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Most of your batteries have a little cover here for your, for your cells. Each one of those cells, let me let's see if I can move the camera down a little bit. Each one of those cells... As is is filled up with water on a flooded lead-acid battery. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was telling the guys before the show, I figured since the batteries were out, I'd go ahead and uh, take a look at them. And this battery here, all the rest of them were filled up, but this one here was was low on water. So I've refilled it. And if you do refill them, make sure you Mm -hmm. use distilled water. Only ever use distilled water for your batteries why you do not want the contaminants that are in any other kind of water
2: oh but, but my purified aquafine is not good oh,
1: they come out of a tap somewhere in detroit oh. they just don't tell you that
2: yes, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> but uh so i hooked this one up to the charger before the show i've got All but two of the cells are already bubbling, which means this battery's probably fine. It was just a little low on water. Uh, A good trickle charge overnight. It ought to be good. Let's unplug that charger. Put these on there and we'll get started. And you can smell a hot battery. You will always smell a hot battery. They stink. They smell like sewer. They
0: smell like rotten eggs.
1: They smell like a sewer. And I noticed it earlier when I was walking past the boat. I said I smelled a sewer and I couldn't figure out what it was coming from. Well, now I know what it was coming from. So,
0: you just uh, touched on something right there that people should do probably every spring is clean them battery terminals and wipe all that corrosion stuff out of the way to prevent them from having connection problems all year.
1: Oh yeah, get you get you a brush. Get you, I mean, a parts brush is a dollar at Harbor Freight. <laughs> get your parts brush. You can get in there. <laughs> If you don't believe me about Harbor Freight, watch Keith's video from the other That's day. Right. And he'll tell you the same thing I do. Harbor Freight awesome. sauce. So. Keith who?
2: Never never heard of him.
1: Oh, well. <laughs> but uh yeah, check check your terminals. They make uh they make a spray. I don't know where mine is at the moment. I wish I had some. I would show it to you. But they make a battery terminal. They make a spray. It looks looks like uh Red Kool-Aid that you spray on the battery terminals keeps them from corroding up and everything, but You know just a little bit of maintenance a little bit of that and if you do get one that's real corroded Um, if you had one and it baked that caked on looking stuff coca-cola eat that right off there. So And it's cheap and you get you know, it only takes a little bit and you can drink the rest of coca-cola. So you're good but Chad was talking about series versus parallel John T. says he don't trust Harbor Freight stuff. I don't on some of it, but a brush is a brush is a brush. um, Series versus parallel. The difference is, a parallel circuit, the battery voltage coming out of that circuit stays the same. But the amp hours add up. So this 100 amp hour battery, this 100 amp hour battery, and I put them in parallel I've got 12 volts still because they're parallel and I've got now 200 amp hours. So if I was running a 12 volt trolling motor, I now have twice the run capacities I had. Now a series takes that and that series, and I'm going to wire them up both ways here in just a second. But um, series, the voltage adds up, but the, but the amp hours don't. So if I have two, you know, if I have a 12 volt, hundred amp hour battery, 12 volt, 100 amp hour battery, and I put them in series. I now have 24 volts, but I still only have 100 amp hours. So, we've got some jumper wires here. I've got a video on my channel. It's actually the number one viewed video on my channel. Is setting up these in 12, 24, and 36 volts, and uh, talking about series and parallel. So, if anybody misses it after the show, you can always go over and check that as well as watching this replay. But uh, one of the things I always get asked about in that video is these jumpers. The only reason they're yellow is just so that I can tell the difference where they're at compared to the red and black wires going to the trolling motor. There's nothing special about these. They're, uh, I believe, number six. I thought it said on there. Yep, number six. poke cable. This is a uh, tinned, tinned cable. But what we're going to do... Let's go ahead and get these nuts off here first. We'll take our first jumper. We're going to go, let's just call these uh, battery one, battery two, battery three. We'll just one, two, three. We'll just do them that way. We're going to go from the negative terminal of battery one. through the negative terminal of battery two. And if you've ever jumped, if any of y'all have ever jump-started a car, you've done this. This is the exact same as how you would hook up for jump-starting a car. Because that's what you do when you jump-start a car. Put the batteries in parallel and double, you know, give a little bit more oomph to the starter to accommodate or to make up for that dead battery. So, and now you we
0: can have... can to as many batteries as you want.
1: You could do this. If I had a hundred of these batteries, I could sit there and put them all in parallel and uh, I'd have still have 12 volts, but I would have a lot of amperage. I could probably weld with
0: it. Yeah, probably so. But uh,
1: let's see if I can get down I can get this down here to where you guys can see the multimeter. What is it? <laughs> Alright, I don't know if you guys can Can you see the
2: Yeah, we there can see we it yep.
1: Okay. So, I'm going to go over here I'm going to put the uh, Meter leads I'm going to put the positive lead on Battery 1 positive Negative lead on battery 1 negative It should read around 12 volts 12.4 volts Let's See if I can get that where it's not quite Glaring like it was There you go. There we go. uh, 12.5. So they need a little bit of a charge. Now I'm going to take these same probes and I'm going to go over to battery two and I'm still going to do the same thing. Positive to positive, negative to negative should be right about the same. 12.49 volts. And that is because those are in parallel. If we added battery three (laughs) back there, we'd still have, we'd still have the same thing. We'd still have the, uh, the 12 volts but let's get yep. let's take one of these jumpers off
2: hey josh real quick on that so you know like i used to run a 12 volt trolley motor and i did mm-hmm. the same thing there and there so your trolley motor bat, uh cables would go to the either one,
1: one of these either one of these batteries and actually i mean you could take and put the trolling motor as long as you have the trolling motor on a positive and on a negative you could do it. The, the 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 problem is if you were to let's say you put it on the positive of battery one, and the negative of battery two. Uh huh. Now it's using this six gauge jumper, just like a negative. This jumper is going to get hot if you're running that thing wide open. So, put your trolling motor on one battery. That way, it's drawing it straight out of these big terminals because they're meant to handle a lot of current. Six gauge, six gauge jumper will handle a lot, but it won't handle
2: a ton. So. Yeah. Dear Melhorn would like to know, what scent is that candle and does he need that scent when doing this?
1: Well, that is Cinderella and it's keeping the uh, mosquitoes away. So, yes, I do need that. tonight. <laughs> That's a Cinderella candle. All right. So, we're going to take this jumper loose off a of battery, too. We've got still got it connected to the positive lead of battery one now I'm going to move this jumper over to the negative lead of battery 2 and this is this is where we start getting into come back here this is where we start getting into series so now these batteries are working in series and we would take if we were hooked this is this is going to be a 24 volt setup if you had a 24 volt trolling motor you've got two empty posts that don't have a jumper on them Uh you're going to connect your negative to the negative post that doesn't have anything on it and your positive to the positive post that doesn't have anything on it let's see if we can drop that down again so i'm gonna go right to those two here let me Do this real quick. Positive is going to be this post here on battery two. Doesn't have anything on it. Negative is going to go over here to this negative negative You're going to go twenty four point six. You're going. Well, we got guesses going on there.
2: Are you betting, Lyle?
1: No. Twenty three
0: point nine seven six. But you heard batteries.
1: So we've got a twenty four volt system there. And mm-hmm. now we now we're gonna take it even a step further because we got one more jumper. We're gonna come off the positive lead of battery two.
0: And he didn't tighten them cables up, Chad. Some of that could be connection issues.
2: I know. Oh, oh, yeah. I almost,
1: the I'm hand typing these. You would obviously if you yeah, were
0: snug them down.
1: You'd snug those things down. But we're gonna go from the positive of battery two. To the negative of battery three. So now, one, two, three are in series. We've got 12, 24. We should be somewhere around 36. That opened up this positive terminal and this negative terminal on battery one, still the negative. We're going to drop this down. We should see somewhere in the neighborhood of 36 volts. 36.8.
0: So you got one of one out of the three batteries. That's one
1: you know, of them's got one of them's got a real good charge right
0: now, and the others are dragging up to the hind yeah,
1: which I mean, like I said, battery one was dry right before we started the show. I I just filled it up with distilled water. I guarantee this battery's low. Yeah, we could see where it's at now. Oh well, here that's going to be a good thing because I get asked this a lot in that video in the comments. So we've got a 36 volt system here. Whereas this negative from this negative post on battery one to the positive post on battery three gives us 36 volts.
0: Correct. But if you test the battery, that one battery is still just 12.
1: Right. So if I go from negative on battery one to positive on negative one or positive on battery one, let me get that dropped down. 11.2 volts so that battery is obviously low that's why i had it charging before the show
0: and that's that's why when guys buy multiple um bank chargers for their boats each battery has a positive and negative to hook up to them batteries
1: yes and we're gonna i've actually got a three bank noco genius sitting right over here we're going to hook up to this system here in a second just how it is so we're going to go negative battery two the positive of battery 2. That one's 12.0 almost 7 volts. That battery's pretty well charged. We'll go battery 3. See where it's sitting. 12.9 volts. That battery's good. Battery 1's where we're losing our sure. So, so we're good, but we're good there.
0: Dieter says this makes absolutely no sense why it works above his intelligent level. Well, it makes perfect sense to me cuz I was in that in the in the industry of automotive for years and uh, it's basically all the same except the difference between the old cars and the new cars the old cars run positive and negative and everything was run off of positive ground. Now they're all run off of negative ground and everything is, is a little bit different. But the end result is you have to have a positive and you have to have a ground to make everything electrical work.
1: Yeah, the It has to flow through that has to flow through that circuit, and. Uh, <laughs> so <we're gonna> have,
0: <laughs> Buck Williams says Josh using programs makes me uneasy.
1: <laughs> hey, that's all you had to alien heads. <laughs> so, this right here—if you don't have an onboard charger, Noco Geniuses are one of the best ones you can get for the money.
2: Oh yeah,
1: and one of the cool things about one of the cool things about these is they actually have a desulfating circuit built in. So as they're charging your battery, it's also desulfating, which to really, I mean, to, to really not get into the whole technical side of it, inside these flooded lead acid batteries are, <laughs> a, bunch of, are a bunch of lead plates. And that, that elect, uh, electrolyte solution, that battery acid reacts with those, the chemical reaction is what gives you voltage over time especially if your battery sits in a deep state of discharge that sulfuric acid in there will make will make sulfate crystals on those plates those sulfate crystals don't like to react with the sulfuric acid with battery acid and you will have your battery that's when your battery ends up dying you know you'll you'll put a meter on it and say 12 volts you'll hit the starter nothing but the, uh, what these NocoGenius chargers do, they take and send a high-voltage pulse, high-voltage, extremely high-voltage, but extremely low amperage, so it's not going to damage the battery. And uh, it sends that pulse through that battery through those plates and basically shatters those crystals. And you can actually get a little bit more life out of your battery. But this charger has to get 36 volt power on this setup i would clip them into the top battery lower battery all right yep battery one dieter here's the let me let me unplug my phone now, it'll, it'll let me move it over here real quick whenever you make these you're going to look for the terminals that have nothing that do not have a jumper wire so, you use. so this has a jumper wire this one has a jumper wire this has a jumper wire This has none, this one does So your negative post here on battery one would be the negative hookup point for your 36 volt trolling motor. We work our way up. This positive post on battery three has nothing on it. That's where your positive for your trolling motor would hook up. And we can actually get fancy here if I can do this I need a third hand is what I need. But we're going to take the negative post wow. of battery one. Let's see if I can get to it. All right. I'm going to be able to do it just because I have big hands. Look at this. There's a positive of battery two. And even in this 36-volt circuit, if I grab halfway through it, I'm still getting my 24 volts. That's neat. Just something, something neat there. If you happen to happen to do that, the only now thing
0: you could add as many batteries on there and make it as much as you want.
1: Now, if we took, let's say we had three more batteries. I wish, I, I wish I had three more. And I'd do it right here on the bench. And let's say we set up another three batteries, just like this bank is here. If we came off that negative of this bank and ran it to the negative post of that other bank. And we came off the positive here and ran it to the positive post that other bank. Then we would go from having 36 volts at 100 amp hours because we figure we're just going off the assumption that all three of these batteries are 100 amp hours. When you put them in series, you don't add up the amp hours. It's just 100 amp hours. But if we had another bank right here and we paralleled those negative to negative, positive to positive, we would now have 36 volt at 200 amp hours, which if you can't last all day on the Mississippi River running full tilt on 200 amp hours, buy a kicker motor. I don't know what they, well,
0: but. Now see, doesn't that make a lot more sense than having a generator? And noise? Oh yeah. Now, I mean, now,
1: granted you've got 75, 75, 150 uh, plus 75. We've got 225 pounds of, of added weight right here. Uh, if you have a three battery system and one charge is slower than the rest, think it's low on water. Uh, there's a good chance that it is. There's a very good chance that it is low on water. And, uh, you know, to check that, just, just take, you can pop the lid off there. They do make a hygrometer that, uh, it's a little bulb you could squeeze and, and suck up some of that battery acid and it will show you, kind of it give you a good idea of the life of that battery or where that acid's sitting at quality wise. Uh they're hard to find anymore for some reason. Used to you could find them everywhere and now you don't seem to find them.
0: That's but most of maintenance free batteries, Josh. And
1: that's what I was about to say, but a lot of batteries are maintenance free. But you can still I wish I had a maintenance free battery. I'd show you guys you can drill holes exactly where those cells are <laughs> and you can make them maintenance batteries cuz they do lose water over time. They sure do. But what we're going to do each, this no code charger has bank one, bank two, and bank three. And they're all separate outputs. So we're just going to go one, two, three. Let me get bank one's wires loose. And I've got a four bank. I've got a four bank in my boat because the, uh, I've got all three of these running the troll, you know, all three of these batteries run the trolling motor. And then I still have the, starting battery for the motor. But all right. So hooking hooking up a three bank charger. You've got positive and negative. We're gonna drop that one on there.
0: Dieter says it's charging with a generator while using power on a motor. is, is that bad on batteries? I say no because the charge is a charge. It doesn't matter where it comes from. Charging it with
1: a generator doesn't hurt. Charging anything while you're also discharging it is horrible because you uh, the charging process creates heat. The discharge process creates heat. So now you're doubling your heat in this battery. You're going to shorten the life of your battery doing that. Uh will you ever notice it because you know, no, probably not because the, let's face it, the lifespan of flooded lead acid batteries is not great.
0: And it got worse.
1: If you get two or three years out of one now, call the newspaper. But <laughs> get them to a story on it. Because usually I had one I bought last year, it's already dead. I already had to replace it. And now they're not even coming with a with a any any replacement warranty. Now they're coming with a 12 month prorated thing. So the minute you walk it out of the door, the it's it about
0: half. It's but, just like buying a car. You drive yep. it off the dealership, you lost 50% of what it's worth.
1: Yep. So we're going to do this.
0: Now me being me, Mm-mm.
1: I always put the charger just because these things are a little bit bigger than the battery terminals. I always put the charger on the, uh, on the bottom and then put my jumper on there because it's it's better suited to that post. Does it matter? No, but I feel like I get a better connection that way, so I do it. This one, I broke one of the terminals one day, so I had to crimp a new one on. And, and there's one good thing while we're messing with this. On these no-codes, come here, they do have a... Each output is fused, so each, each one of these has a fuse, and if you have one you have a battery that isn't charging and you're running one of these no-codes, check that fuse first, make sure it didn't something stupid happen with it.
0: I think they all have that now, all the brand ones, and I have had those blow, and uh, you think maybe your chargers went bad, and in fact, if you just check the fuses, the charger's probably still good.
1: Yep, and I'm going to show you how to check that fuse real quick with the multimeter in a second. So, what?
0: Show them with a test light too, if you have one. You can do it with test light, but we're going to do
2: it with a multimeter. <clears throat> stonefly seventy one said, "So if you have a three bank charger, can you charge two batteries that are twelve volt off one of the legs of the charger?"
1: Uh you probably yeah, you could, but you would have to. It takes a lot longer. You would have to parallel them and. it it will work. I'm not going to say it won't work. It's not the best, it's not the best situation in the world, but it will work. Um, One battery is always going to charge, just chemically, they're different. One battery is going to always charge a little bit better than the other one. So I've put my meter, get this down here. I put my meter in ohms in resistance but I've also hit the select button. So this is audible continuity. And basically what that means is if something is zero ohms, can you guys hear the beat? Yeah. Okay. If something is at zero ohms, means well, means voltage will pass through it. It's gonna beat that meter. So all we're gonna do, we're gonna pop the river. Cap off the top of that thing. And if you look at the top of these fuses, back ow, 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 ow,
2: he dropped us, Lyle.
1: I know. <laughs> come here. There we go. All right. That's what happens. We try to do it live, but That's right. all right. Uh, right in the center of the top of that fuse are two little metal contacts and that's your testing points for these fuses you can take and you can take and do test right there so that's what we, that's what we're going to do i'm going to take my meter probes go up here to the top of this fuse Ooh, that one's acting like it might be blowed no nope, there it goes It's just getting, yeah, there it goes. All right, so that one's got continuity in it. we we'll check output number two. No. That one's good. There here, you, there we go. And that one looks like hell. But it's still good. So, get a meter with audible continuity. Most of them have them anymore, and it just makes it so much easier. So, we're going to take... Let me plug this in closer to the beach. That's what's really messing me up. Here we go. So, now we've got our thing here wired. Now, this is all plastic on the back, so I'm not going to get too concerned about setting it down on the on the batteries it's not going to short anything out famous last words right
0: that's right
1: but so we'll go ahead and plug in our onboard charger one two three all three banks are lighting up red even though oh bank three battery three remember i said it was almost full charge
0: it is full charge.
1: Battery three is full. So, it, this, this charger has gone ahead and kicked over to float mode, which means it's not charging that battery anymore. All it's doing is monitoring the voltage. If over time, if we set that battery dropped below its threshold voltage, it, it'd charge it back up. Uh, that one's doing, that's wild that those show up yellow on my phone, even though they're red. But, uh, bank one and two are charging. Battery three is at a full charge. You got more wires, than EKG. But that's the truth, right? But it's all—it's all in just. I mean, the best advice I have is go slow. It would be extremely easy to try to throw all this together and get something out of whack. Yep. Either do all your charging terminals first or do your jumper wires first that doesn't matter just figure, you know but do one and then do the other that way you're not trying to trying to do all this at once would be a nightmare but three sets of red and black wires pretty easy to put on each battery and then just follow your jumper wires around Then so we can get to where we need to go
2: I can tell you from experience too. I, I love the NoCo product line. When it comes to this, I actually have three the bank chargers, kind of like that. So you you can find them. Keep an eye out, find them on see, find them on sale, pretty good prices a couple times a year.
1: Let's see if we can see if we can get a reading on this back. This number three battery was the one showing a full charge.
0: Mm-hmm. So we're
1: gonna. We're going to play with this. I want to play with this new toy. Anyway, this is a digital battery analyzer. It is, uh, analyzes battery by four different indi- uh, indices, which is voltage hard to see. Voltage, resistance, cold cranking amp value and battery capacity. This is, this is different than what a uh, load tester would do. Load tester would give you a better idea, but we can try this, see what it does. All right, it's starting to. All right, so this says cold cranking amps. So six. We're going to input the cold cranking amps of this battery, which is six, seven, eight. Come back here, six, seven, five. And as soon as we hit OK, it should start running its test. Yep, there it goes. No, that's. Kind of hard to see at the moment, and it sounds like the microwave going off. But well, we got our battery. That top line there. Our battery's testing good. We're showing thirteen point oh one volts, two point eight eight ohms on the uh, internal resistance of that battery, which is fairly good for what it is it's a little higher than I'd like to see. I'd like to see around a mega ohm and a half, but I could deal with that. And these things are, actually, these things are on clearance at Harbor Freight now. So you can, let's see here. Let's get that one. 6 Five. Let's see how this one's looking. All right, 3.28 mega ohms, so you can see that one's gone up a little bit. That's probably a little bit of sulfation going on on the plates. The higher that is, the more that battery struggles to put voltage out because it's having to fight internal resistance. But huh. but the battery's getting, it's it's analyzing good, 12.84 volts. It's it's right there at being fully charged. A uh, couple hours on that no-co and this thing would be good to go. Now this is the one This is the one I'm interested in. This is the one that I had to add water to before the show. This is the one that was smelling like a sewer a little while er, er, earlier today. It's already saying the battery's low. Oops. Let's reset it because I didn't set the right. Let's see here. Let that thing reset itself. I made it mad. you see that?
2: Yeah. Sounded sounded like uh, me. Whenever
1: you uh, make me, mad. Oh yeah, all the beeping. All right, so Straight. we're gonna let it. We're gonna let it do a test on a fairly bad battery. All oh, right, oh. It's on low fourteen point eight mega ohm resistance and uh, battery sitting below forty percent. So that's going to be one. This is going to have to charge And that may all, that may be all it is It may need a good charge Let it work its thing in there Because if this thing's been Low on water for a long time Then that Those uh, Sulfation crystals have been forming up on it But the charger and the sulfator, If it knocks those off We might be in good shape So we can plug the NOCO Genius in let it start doing its thing and uh you know there'd just be another one to test in the morning and see where it's see how it's doing there but that's a good that gives you good indication just real quick that's that's how fast you can test that i may be looking at replacing one battery but my other two batteries are good so that's some
2: great information that he has given us
0: tonight well i agree
1: Yeah, I'm watching. I'm trying to look through chat there
2: Yeah, uh, there's some questions about um, lithium batteries lithium I don't know lithium about lithium batteries other than they are lighter weight so.
1: They're lighter weight They are not as forgiving as a flooded lead-acid battery but they do have uh, most of the ones you see in now most of the consumer ones uh, they have onboard BMS which is a battery uh, management system And um, so you don't have to run an external BMS anymore. You used to have to Uh, lithium batteries. Let me see here. Now we're going to need the we're going to need the whiteboard here. And Mm. I think. All right. let me
0: find a marker. Raise your camera. Up.
2: Yeah. Mark, you okay. It's a Let me little, get little that. bit of height.
1: It's a lot of height we, right we need more light. Oh yeah. We, power light. Gosh, I sure. had this thing in dockery mode. <laughs> there
2: we go. Beautiful. All
1: right. Look at that. So, we start out. We've got.
0: Oh, it's dockery.
1: All right, so we got Dockery there. He's mad because his battery's dead. (laughs) But we're going to do 12-volt flooded. This is your typical batteries. Yeah. And then we're going to do 12-volt LIFEPO4. Uh, something like that. It's lithium. So, if you have, let's say here's 13 volts. Let's say that's fully charged, and we got zero over here. All right, let's see. Let's do it this way. Zero. So, if we're gonna go in this this axis here, is time. So over time. Time going this way. Our battery is gonna start out. And a 12-volt flooded acid battery fairly early on is gonna start dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping until he levels out and he's now at zero volts. Very, very linear, very linear progression. That's your 12-volt flooded. Now, same thing with your lithium. So we we'll, our 13 volt. Zero time still being our x axis here. Lithium battery, he's gonna run, 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 run. Whoop, he's dead. So he's gonna stay at a high voltage, he's gonna stay at his, at his base voltage a lot longer. But when a lithium battery tips over, he's gonna dump off fast. So you got a slow trickle, but you're constantly losing voltage compared to, and it's you know. This is not to scale anything. This is just how they would look, craft out. But uh, lithium battery going to hold its charge a lot longer. It's going to dump off faster. If you've ever used a uh, a cordless uh, drill that's been made in the past 10 years, it's probably got a lithium battery. And uh, Dan is absolutely right. Let me put that on screen. A higher voltage gives velocity. you So it gives you a cleaner image on your graph too That is the truth And if you can If if you don't buy any other lithium batteries in your boat If you get yourself a uh, You know even a A 50 amp hour lithium And put that somewhere else in your boat Run <laughs> only the graph off of it You'll love it And you only get so much life from a lifeboat that, And that's true <laughs> You, you know they have their they've got a limited number of charge cycles but 12 volt flooded has a limited number of charge cycles 12 volt flooded is full of water this one isn't this is better a little bit better dealing with temperature variance lithium batteries really don't like super cold weather but neither do 12 volt batteries or neither do flooded batteries they just Batteries don't like super cold temperatures anyway. But lithium going to run a little bit better range. Um, It comes down. The biggest thing with these is we'll leave Dockery on there. I kind of like him. Um, Now he's mad that I didn't erase him. Um,
0: That's just lucky.
1: Yeah. So. See we got lithium. We're just gonna call them lith versus uh flood. It's gonna be looking at cost in dollars. No. This is gonna have the higher cost is cost is equal to performance. So lithium gonna cost you more but you're going to get more performance out of it flooded uh, cost you less but you sacrifice a little bit of performance it comes down to I could buy I could buy one of these uh, group 31 batteries for around a hundred dollars or last time I bought them it was around a hundred dollars It's probably 200 now thanks to inflation. But I don't have to pay five or six or or more. <laughs> Joe Biden, <laughs> you okay? You okay there, Lyle? <laughs> but I don't have to pay a whole <laughs> lot for lithium. There's definitely advantages. And the weight, and and the and the and the weight is God. I wish I had the. I wish I had somebody if somebody could look it up the weight of a hundred amp hour lithium battery because a. A group thirty-one flooded acid or your flooded battery is going to be about seventy-five pounds, and I want to say that they're around twenty twenty-five, so they're a third of the weight.
0: That sounds right.
1: That's off the top of my head. Uh, Bugman is right. The prices price of lithium has come down.
2: About thirty-one it, pounds.
1: Okay, there we go. Twenty to thirty. About twenty to thirty. I said twenty-five. That's about perfect uh 28 pound lifo uh amp hour there we go thank you guys uh parker i wish i'd have lithium batteries if i had a only so um uh, <laughs> but i don't so here i am with with uh this is a little this is a little trick though these autocraft this is 29 hm is the advanced auto parts number for this battery. They sell them as a 20 as a group 29 battery. And I'll explain those here in a minute. But underneath that Autocraft Advanced Auto Parts sticker is who really made the battery. It's a DieHard Gold. It's a group 31 DieHard being sold as a group 29 at Advanced Auto. Uh you save quite a bit of money by going with the advanced although It's the same battery. So let's get, get there. There was something. Uh, 12 volt batteries. Uh, 12 volt batteries as a rule of thumb is going to, what was that? Um, going to come in about three flavors you're going to have group there will be group codes group 24 27 and 31 there'll be some 29s hiding out they might as well, might as well include those two in the same in the same group there'll be the and that's going to be the size so these uh group 31s are about 13 inches wide. A group 24. A lot of your cars and trucks have uh, 24 size batteries. They're about 10 inches wide somewhere in there. 9 or 10 inches wide. So it's just a little bit narrower battery. And it comes down to space. but But to save that space, you're also sacrificing a little bit of capacity. So get the biggest battery that you can afford, number one. But get the biggest battery you can fit in your battery compartment. If you can only put it if you've only got room for a group 24 battery, then you've got to run a group 24 battery. But if you've got room for a group 31 and you could afford a group 31, don't cut your throat and put a put a group 24 in there. Be, be a lot happy. The more, you're never going to wish that you had less battery capacity. You're never going to be on the water going, man, I wish my trolling motor battery had died a little bit faster. You're never going to have that. You will say, man, I wish I had another 10 minutes out here on the water, or you will be out messing around and suddenly your trolling motor ain't working and it's moving along at the speed of smell. And you're going, man, I really wish I had a little bit more. That's how I
0: found out my batteries.
1: O'Reilly batteries I'll never buy again.
0: Oh, they're horrible.
1: They're, they're, they're awful. Um, I bought them because my father-in-law was working at O'Reilly at the time. Got me a discount on them. Uh, super good price, but every time I turned around, the things were it's just when you'd charge them, it'd charge them hot, and uh, they'd they'd lose their water. And you'd be out there, you'd be out there on the water, and suddenly you didn't have any more trolling motor left. And it's like, what's going on? Sure enough, it's 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 low on water again. And just well, in just in the time that we've been standing here talking about two and three are now full. One is the only one left that's charging. So,
0: there's there's only a handful of companies that actually make batteries worldwide.
1: Right. Uh, there is.
0: There used to be three, but there's more than that now. Yeah, uh, the big
1: three used to be uh, was it Excel Johnson I. Controls, Exide Johnson Controls, and there was one more.
0: Yeah. Well, um, the thing is, they make them batteries for everybody, but they yes. make them to their specifications. You know, if, if you got brand X battery over here and they say, well, we we only want them to do this much for this amount of time, we need you to cut the cost, then they do what they, them companies want, even though they're mm-hmm. making they make them to their specifications. That's why some of the cheaper batteries don't last as long as some of the more expensive ones. But anymore, it doesn't really matter because one year warranty is basically all you get with any damn battery.
1: Oh, yeah, pretty much.
0: And, and you this is five and seven year warranties.
1: This is roughly a Group 24 battery. It's not a Group 24, but it's about as close as you're going to get without having one handy this this is a uh this is a this is a car battery 624 mf uh of gold this so is uh oh. this is a, a remand uh but you can see it's a smaller physically physically smaller battery than a uh group 31 pull that thing out of there <coughs>
2: I had seen that uh, Creole was talking about it earlier, also considering oh, okay. the cost of a dedicated lithium charger as well and we keep talking you know he keeps talking about his noCo there and I brought talked about mine. <clears throat> you can actually look at when you're ordering these online on Amazon There we go. They have nocos that and this is a three bank. Gen, this is the Gen 10 times or Gen 10 3 bank and it will hey, hey, oh, oh, here we go <laughs> they will also do the it'll do both both types of batteries and repair the repair like Josh was talking about.
1: I so. think there's a UFO.
2: <laughs> Project Blue Beam.
0: I did not know they made chargers that would do both. I thought you had to have one or the other.
1: Yeah, a lot of your a lot of your newer chargers now are uh, Very nice. Are are capable of doing both, and it's just lithium requires a little bit higher uh, charging voltage uh, to charge that battery, just because of the way that uh, battery chemistry is. But a lot of the new ones coming out, especially your good, uh, especially your good battery, your good chargers, your name brand chargers are going to uh, are going to be able to to do both. I've got a, heck, I've got somewhere, I've got a Harbor Freight Charger that I picked up or Rural King or something. And it's got a, it's got a switch you can flip. Wow. And uh, so you can go back and forth.
2: Yeah. Goober, uh, Dan Goober Time was talking about, if you watch like Black Friday, Amazon Day, stuff like that, that, that's actually the charger that I just showed you. I actually bought two and still didn't pay for the price of one. Yeah.
1: Um, no, they're not. They're not cheap chargers, but you're getting what you pay for. You're Remember right. that you're getting a good. You're getting a charger that has, you know, if you've got a three bank charger, you have three isolated outputs. The output going to battery one is completely isolated from the output go. Yeah, output going to battery three. So, if battery three st- suffers a catastrophic failure. Mm-hmm. You're not going to lose bat. You're not going to lose battery one because of it. That's right. So, I mean, that's, and it's not, you know, shouldn't back feed up and tear up your charger. Um, Amazon days are real good time. Anytime they're doing the Amazon, it seems like uh, uh, no-co products are always on sale. You can catch a rapid deals on those. eBay, if you look on eBay, there are a lot of sellers who will sell the previous model. Like, Chad, yours, I believe, is... Was it? It's black, but I think it has like what gold lettering or whatever in it. Doesn't it? White and gold or something?
2: Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. The previous generation. The previous generation had red. So there's nothing wrong with that charger, and it was brand new when I got it in. It was brand new when I took it out of the box. But it was about somewhere around 50 to 75 dollars cheaper to go with that previous model Mm -hmm. and with me still running conventional batteries Mm -hmm. it did not change a thing for me i can't find any
2: for your 24 month membership and i haven't
1: and i haven't priced a uh a noco charger in quite a while uh just like everything else it is probably the price that's gone up
2: well it, it depends on what you're getting. You know, they have the Gen 5 3 bank. They have the Gen 10 3 bank, yeah. they, have a, they have tons of different ones out there.
1: Yeah. And like you the can...
2: I have here, I want to say it was um, around $400 for the Charger. But with, like Josh was saying, if you watch, or it was like three-something. It was a little less, maybe 400 when I bought it. They had them for 60% off.
1: And Dan is absolutely right here. If you are going lithium, do not buy the previous generation no-codes. They don't do lithium. You have to have the newest generation. Thanks, 60, Dan, for putting that in there.
0: Sixty percent off is a major deal.
2: Is a when you're looking at prices like that. Because I would never have in my life thought about paying something like that. And All you
0: sure
1: can,
2: you
0: know, for. you could
1: save a little bit of money depending on what you're what you're looking at. Uh, this three bank charger here is a uh it's 4 amps per bank so each one is charging the maximum it's going to give that battery is a 4 amp 4 amp charge <laughs> so if you're deeply dis you know if you're deeply discharged you've spent all day out there fishing a tournament come in late at night and you got to be back out there first thing in the morning that's not going to have you back up to to full strength in the morning for four, four amp charge is going going to charge you good but it's not going to uh, uh, not go to charge it fast now the four the four bank that I have in my boat is a four by 10 amp so each one is a 10 amp charge capable of giving 10 amps of current to that
0: battery and some, and some of them are four by 15s
1: some of them are four by 15s and I I think there might go a little bit higher, but I mean, you're starting to get up into some high current that's
0: and high dollar,
1: high dollar. And, and, and here's the thing, if you can charge your battery at two amps, your battery is being charged at two amps a whole lot better than it. It's, it's, it kind of comes down to, do you want to eat at your own pace or do you want somebody to pry your throat open and force feed you? You'd rather eat at your own pace. You're going to be. You're going to feel better that way. The battery's the same thing. But tr- the process of charging that battery, the chemical reaction required to do it, causes heat. Heat, <sighs> in regards to anything electronic, heat is the worst enemy of anything electronics.
0: Hot and cold. Hot and cold. Hot like and heat. cold will take out starters, alternators, batteries. Anything electrical, it will take them out. If it, they're it, weak, they're gone.
1: Yep. <sighs> I noticed I noticed uh, Sunday when I was headed out to fish the panfish tournament, uh, you guys know, some, some of y'all know what I went through last month about uh, Mendota time, my HVAC controls, the, the actuators in my truck, one mm-hmm. of them had messed up, so I had to replace that whole piece. Well, to do so, you have to more or less disassemble the whole lower part of the dash and I figured while I was in there, I pulled out one of the old 12 volt power ports and replaced it with a uh, double USB quick charger. and that also that little assembly also has a voltmeter in it, a digital voltmeter. And I was noticing when I was stopping at or when I was stopped that the uh, the battery voltage was dropping down into the 12s, and and Uh, my battery in my truck's a little bit old. I think we're probably reaching the point where I'm going to be looking at a new battery for the truck, but Danny, that is. Danny said he can show you a neat trick with battery acid, aluminum foil and a 20 ounce soda bottle. Drano does the same thing if we're speaking hypothetically. (laughs) Heat will destroy an Android, not as quickly as it'll destroy an iPhone.
0: That is very true.
1: Um, Let's see here. Uh,
0: Anybody else have
1: any questions? Uh, We we're running a little bit long. I know Mark from catfish and crappie is probably already out on the water. Now he's going to be fishing fishing. in his, in his new boat. So I don't want to run too far into his, but if anybody has any battery questions, what does a blinking red light mean on a no-code charger? It means it the battery is not charging. If you have one fast flashing, it means you have a battery error. So uh, it, 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 that could be something as simple as there is any type of smart chargers. You're looking at a threshold voltage in order for them to charge. So if it drops below, some of them are some of them are pretty forgiving. They'll go down to about eight volts. Others, cheaper chargers, about 11 volts is as far down as they'll read. Below that, the charger doesn't even see that the battery's there. And so it knows there's something there that, you know, but it, it, it can't read that voltage and it'll sit there and flash. But uh, uh, I do have a video on my channel showing how to, if, if you do have one that won't, that's, that's below the threshold voltage, and you can't kick your uh, uh, get your char- you Get a smart charger to kick in. I've got a video on my channel. It does show how to uh, uh, trick that into it? Does show how to trick that into making that charge? And after a little bit, you'll be able to charge those. Uh, you don't use marine batteries. Where are they good for? I do use marine batteries. Me too. That's the only thing you'd want to use. It, it, uh these are these are marine slash r v battery uh deep cycle you gotta understand starting batteries are design are designed to deliver a lot of current and then be left alone. Deep cycle batteries which is what most of your marine batteries are are designed that they can go into a further state. You can deeply discharge a deep cycle battery a whole lot more without damaging that battery than you can a starting battery. If you go, if you take the battery out of your truck and go run and use it on your 12 volt trolling motor all day and you do that two or three times, you're going to be buying a new battery for your truck. But you can sit there and just completely, you know, put a hurt on a deep cycle battery a few times and it's going to be forgiving. Not saying you're not going to damage it, but it's going to, it's going to, it's, it's made for, to go into different states of discharge. So, um, when, it mm-hmm. comes to, when it comes to you know, electricity, especially DC circuitry, DC circuits, uh, wiring, any of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. that is kind of my forte. I've been doing it for years. Uh, I've had formal training and I've had life training. Mm-hmm. If I had to choose, probably the hands-on life training taught me a whole lot more than a teacher at a school but uh the combination of the two has given me a very good uh, grasp of the fundamentals of that so anybody that has questions if you think of one or you're watching it on the replay uh you know check out my channel the weekend angler i've got a lot of battery related videos on there if you don't find what you're looking for leave a comment on one of them i'll get i'll get answered answer to you i'm pretty good about doing that so danny that just
0: with setting them on concrete just drains the the voltage out of the batteries it's just it's it's just because they're they're concrete colder than the ambient air temperature and it just can't hold the charge
1: and it used to it used to be more of an issue than what what it is today
0: yeah it did uh, because the batteries wasn't nearly as well
1: made they weren't as well made they weren't made they weren't cased in plastic they an older an older older battery uh a lot of those had had wood casings you go back, you find a wood casing with glass inside there holding the electrolyte solution. I'd love, I'd love if I ever find one of those old batteries. I'm buying it just to have as an example. Uh, I
0: remember, I remember working at a parts store as a kid, and the batteries come in dry, and you filled them up with electrolytes.
1: Mm-hmm. And you could, you could still like if you buy a four wheeler or yeah, you buy an ATV battery. It'll come with a little packet of stuff that you dump in each one of the things, and you pour the distilled water in. You, you know these batteries have come dry, but uh, there's Pablo from Argentina. Hey, Pablo!
0: Glad to Pablo. have you in here.
1: He said, "Here coming the winter is very cold." Ooh,
0: I hate that for you, but if but it more- means
1: it's our summertime, so I'm going to have to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would love to come down to your country sometime and dove hunt. I understand. You have abundances of those in our fall. But yeah, I had some great information tonight, Josh, and and you've done a terrific job of explaining everything to people. And uh, if you have any questions and uh, you can't get a hold of Josh, you can always send one of us a message and we'll get it to him. But um, like I say, he's pretty easily accessible and and can answer them questions there um, people a lot of people don't understand how electricity works if you understand how it works everything comes together to where it's a lot easier to figure out how things work like i say back in the old days everything worked off a positive thing in cars and now it all works off a grounding system and you break the ground and you don't make the circuit well it used yeah. to be you broke the positive to keep from making the circuit it, it some of that's changed over the years, but now they're using things that work off of milliamps instead of voltage, so oh
1: know. yeah just, you know just, <clears throat> it, you you can look at it just in the past ten years you really see a difference yeah. look how many things that we had that ran off of twelve volts that are now <laughs> that are now USB powered the USB is five volts. You know, we have, and and, and the way that we've been able to do that, you've seen the advent of brushless motors and efficiency of electronic circuitry has gone way up. And so we can run a lower voltage because we don't need a higher voltage to, to do that same amount of work because we have less, less total resistance in that circuit. But, uh, we uh, Let's see. He said, "Concrete doesn't affect the battery. It it really doesn't anymore. You could set one on a concrete floor and charge it. It was uh, the the older ones you would you would run into trouble with, and uh, a lot of that just had to be you know just a a lot of that was just the makeup of the casing of the battery. Google that if you ever get a chance. It is if you're a nerd if you're a nerd like me about that kind of stuff." It uh, you'll know, a very inter- you know very interesting read about uh, charging batteries on co- you know leaving batteries on concrete floors. Uh, really awesome read if you get a chance to read that one. So
0: electricity is like plumbing; don't mix hot and cold, and you'll have no problems. That's so very true.
1: And, and you know what what's wild about that is uh, they used to explain electricity by equating it to plumbing because we knew how water flowed and electrons flow the same way electrons electrons flow now we have reached the point to where we know so much about electricity that they are now using electricity they're 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 relating plumbing to electricity to explain how water flows so it is it has gone full circle we're now using our understanding of electricity to uh, To uh, explain plumbing, but really, really neat, really neat thing there. It is. But in the next, you know, if I had to guess, sometime in the next five years, we're going to see the uh, we're we're going to see lithium batteries become very affordable. Uh, There's There's not a whole There's not a whole lot of places in the U.S. if there are any at all anymore producing new lead. Flooded lead acid batteries are going away, whether we want them to or not. Yeah,
0: and and we don't. I don't.
1: I don't want them to. I don't want them to go away because I like them. But I tell you what, if I could go from having two hundred pounds, you know, almost two hundred fifty pounds of weight, actually more than that, in the back of the boat, because I have four batteries. Yeah. Four, four at seventy-five. That's three hundred pounds. If I could go from that to having hundred and twenty pounds of weight in the back.
2: I carry six batteries
0: in my boat, and yours is not that big a boat.
1: And you're wow, Chad. Plus me. So I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, I, I am. I am looking forward to the day that, lithiums are, affordable it enough is. that I can I can replace. Well, mine. if
0: they want to sell them, they got to get the price down. That's just the way it is. And that's
1: and that's the thing. That's that's the that's the that's the that's a breaking point for a lot of people on it. I think we will reach the point where. Uh, you know the market will dictate it and the price will come you know the price will come down somebody will enter the market and and be willing to sell this for a lower price and the and the big the big names who have made all their money already and got into it in the beginning they're they're going to follow through that they're going to go away the they price
0: are they both making
1: money you know, look 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 t- you know just 10 or 12 years ago look how much it cost for a side imaging sonar unit now you can get one on the on the Entry level unit for a couple hundred bucks, you can have side scan.
0: You can buy a seven inch bird for what five or six hundred bucks.
1: Brand yeah, seven inch Helix is five hundred bucks. You can buy a you can buy a seven inch Garmin if you if you're willing to sacrifice a chart a chart plotter. You can buy a seven inch Garmin with side scan for about two hundred fifty three hundred dollars when they catch them on sale. So you
2: you can get, you can get a Garmin when they go on sale for six hundred bucks. Yeah. So I mean what
0: about, do... what about one of them TV screen sized ones like you got, Chad?
2: They, every once in a while you'll catch them on sale, but it's like it's still gonna cost you about fifteen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or more. Yep. But um no one fun. thing about electronics is the bigger they are, the easier they are to read. It's yep, it's the way it is.
1: Yep, that's the thing. By the
0: the seven one the seven inch ones, they're for young kids with good eyes.
1: Those 12-inch tw- those screens, man, I see so much more on that 12-inch screen than I ever did the 7. I and I could not imagine trying to read side-scan on a 5-inch screen. No, people do, people do it. More power to them. I am impressed that you can do
0: it. I have to have a magnifying glass. I, I can't. So I, can't
2: I need another at least a 93, if not another 106.
0: I just
1: need to figure out a way to output the, the uh, video on one of these to... You know, something standardized like HDMI or DisplayPort, and then you can get you a big 32-inch monitor, and you just
0: parallel right. it over to that. Yeah. I know Ricky Bracken done it years ago. <laughs> he he had one hooked up on an ni- a 1199 Hummerbird. Oh, man. 15-inch monitor when That was unheard of. But it wasn't waterproof, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it, it wasn't waterproof, but he had it plumbed in there. I don't remember how he got it done. It was a long time ago. In those days, uh, he was the only cat around that had anything near like that in his oh, boat. Yeah. He was the first guy to ever put a three hundred uh, mercury engine on a Sea Arc twenty four foot Sea Arc two, and uh, he all got right. all that done. And everybody said, "Oh, you can't do it there." not put it. Well, he got it done.
2: That's a. That's a.
0: An achievement. I'm surprised that one didn't go. <laughs> well, let's don't get anyway. me started. Don't get me started
2: on that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we're running long. I know
1: Mark. Has, I saw, I got the notification a second ago. Mark has going live on the right. uh, christening voyage of his new boat. Yeah, go Mark, stop I- by <laughs> and show Mark some love tonight, guys. He's out there fishing. He's out there on his new boat. He I think to- it's raining.
2: Yeah, I think he did. I think I did see him say earlier that it was raining up there too. So you
1: know what? I I, I bet he doesn't care.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't. Probably not.
1: I wouldn't. So
2: there's a great, great job tonight, um, Josh.
0: It was absolutely. It was a great, great show. I knew it would be, and I think we answered a lot of questions for a lot of people. Even though there was not a lot of questions asked, and uh, like I say, if there's anything that we can do for you. One of us uh, will get the message to Josh, or just
1: whole it. Send me a message, or uh, leave me a comment on one of my videos, and I'm I'm pretty yeah. good about answering those questions. Uh, Buckeye, uh, we did not we we did not touch on that. I have no experience with the uh, Amazon lithium battery. <laughs> I want to change I that. It. I want I've been looking at making a power bank, and uh, and probably going to use one of those Amazon lithiums just to uh, just to try it out. So.
2: I have zero lithium experience at this point. So that's my answer. I
1: thought, I thought you were prescribed that.
2: <laughs> and on that note, good night, everybody.
0: <laughs> have a great week, y'all. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next Thursday or next Monday night.
2: See ya.